Welcome back to Davy and the Brothers. This is season two, episode 11. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey Ramsey. Corey, take it away. How's it going, Jack? And I certainly appreciate the energy that you are bringing. Thank you. So I'm here with Robin in the Nest. Robin, the producer extraordinaire. <laughs> and then we're going to send out something. Where is Paco? Where in the world is Pacito? Paco, where are you? I'm actually back home in Chula Vista, guys. Uh, I am st- uh, adhering to curfew. I mean, not curfew, but uh, quarantine. And I'm actually... <laughs> I think it's more of a curfew. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I can't stay up late at night. <laughs> okay. Well, stay right there. I understand you're not traveling today, so you're going to be on the phone. And we're going to reach out to you from time to time as we need you. Yes, that's correct. All right. So we're going to get right into it today. Obviously, there's some big topics on the table. Corey, fire us up. Let's get this oven going. Uh, you know what? Let's just put it out on the table right now, what, what's on everybody's mind. Right. Brady to the Bucks. Oh, no, that's not it. COVID-19. <laughs> this coronavirus that's on everybody's mind. Yeah. COVID-19, as it's affectionately called. Yeah, the fact that I own a bunch of stock in Corona beer really has been hurting me. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch in my refrigerator right now. I appreciate that. So, the <laughs> so, you know, here's the thing for those that are listening. And I thought that it was important that we just go ahead and broadcast anyway. I mean, I know that, you know, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things that people can't do. There's all these closings, there's bars that are now shut down, museums, amusement parks. And I just thought, you know what, maybe if we can be a little bit of ray of sunshine for folks, if they can listen to us and if we can laugh a little bit, put a little bit of uh, information out there, what we know, what we don't know, which is more or less. We don't know. Yeah, we know as much as everybody on TV. Yeah, exactly. That if we can just, you know, add a little bit of, you know, a little bit of just humor. Well, I'll tell a funny and I'll get things started. I have a funny answer. All right. Okay. So I'll stop talking and I'll step out of the way. Step out of the way. Let me get step out. I'm in Costco. I'm in Costco and I'm uh, in the produce room. <laughs> That's great. It's better. That's, oh. <laughs> and you know how they sell those baby carrots and it looks like it looks like a double sack bag. Yes. Yeah, the middle is connected, right? Yeah. But there's there's like two bags. See two people. Grabs these mini carrots. One grabs one bag, one grabs the other. They're connected in the middle. And it broke. No, 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 no. They begin fighting. Now there's a bin of them. I was going to say there's a lot of freaking bags. No, whole bunch of them. And they begin fighting, insistent on wanting down one. one oh and the two goodness. of them are pulling and pulling and pulling it. It has to become scissors because <laughs> it's hard plastic and <laughs> And they're fighting and fighting. And I'm standing there looking at that. My buddy Paulie was with me. And we're like, are you kidding? <laughs> like there are so many Jews, you take it off. There was a whole bin of them. I thought, what has it gotten to? I know. Last week, I went to a Costco to get toilet paper and paper towels. Boy, did I make a mistake because you got to make a choice. It's one or the other. They won't let you buy oh, I, I go for toilet paper. Well, I got the toilet paper, but the, the paper towels they took out of my car. <laughs> but here's the thing that really surprised me. Now, I'm not a small person. They're not a small person. But women mostly. Would swing elbows backwards to keep me from getting to the pallet 
that had the toilet paper. Now, Karen had gone to the restroom. And literally, they would hit me in the neck and the throat and the shoulder and the collarbone with their elbows to keep me back so they can get their toilet paper. Once I got the package of toilet paper, then I couldn't get out from the intense pressure of everyone else that had come into Costco as the doors had opened. So I couldn't get out of there. What time did you go to? Well, this was over by the by the race. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But the moment the doors opened, the funny thing, it looked like a comedy sketch because okay. They opened the doors, and at first, I was one of the first five people, but there were 400 people, and I will give Robin the picture. She can post it on our page. There were 400 people, and the line went all the way yes. across the parking lot to the gas stations. So we start walking, and within 10 yards, we're speed walking. And 10 yards from that, we're running full on. Full on race. <laughs> like Black Friday. Yeah. Good grief. And so the guys up front, Kids are still stocking the shelves. We're all cutting down aisles. And they're throwing boxes that have been emptied in their path behind them. They're throwing them back so people will trip behind them. So that they can stay in front and they're throwing things behind them as an obstacle. And I'm like, what has it come to? You know what I will say? This has really brought out the ugly in people. You know, people, there is no such thing as, I mean, like, I know there's, I've seen so many posts about communities coming together. And like in Italy, they're opening their windows and, and, you know, neighbors are singing out loud, out to each other. And the whole, down the whole alley, everybody's singing and it's beautiful. But man, some people, they're just cutthroat and it's me, 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 me. Everyone is acting like everything is the last of its kind. Yes. Now I spoke to, I spoke to Anthony today. He has a grocery store in New York. And Anthony was telling me that the moment the truck pulls up to unload, they have to put the largest employees at the door to keep people from running in. And they have to stop the shelves and then they have to get out of the way as quickly as possible to keep people are storming in. It is like Black shelves. Friday. It's, it's, like, it's like those movies that used to make fun of Black Friday. It's like a parody <laughs> of Black Friday. And I mean, we can't be that out of stuff. Right. Like, I mean, we just can't be. And we're and, not. But I mean, are we shocked by this? Yes. People? Because I really am. I'm not. I mean, the biggest stock poll this year, mm-hmm. even though the stock market is tanking, the biggest stock maker this year since January, guess what it's been? Toilet paper. See, I would have thought paper products, but no. It is Campbell's soup stock <laughs> has like doubled. Oh my god. Like you could have doubled all your money if you invested in Campbell's so, so let me ask Super you selling. Let me ask the two of you. Are you shocked that we're not nice to each other? I'm so shocked. Really? Because you because you you and I come from Yorker? back east. Yes. And I'm a New Yorker. Now when when that big blackout happened about fifteen years ago mm-hmm. in New York, New Yorkers immediately began directing traffic, helping each other out, getting people out of elevators, making sure pets were fed. Nine eleven, same thing. People were taking care of each other, families. People did not just rape and pillage the land. Yes, 9-11, yes, we rallied. And you said 15 years ago, you still have that aura of 9-11. But as we get further away from that, I think people are going back to the meat. Yeah, I, think, I think they're yeah. regressing back to the meat. It's unfortunate. And, it's, and it's, it's really an awful feeling because, honestly, every time people leave the house now, there is the threat that you could accidentally contract something that could kill you. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not a joke. And I'm, and I've gotten over my, my anger toward a certain president. 
who sat on his hands for a couple of months, not telling anybody. I mean, the fact that he was telling everybody it's going to be fine, it's just we got, under control. we got it under control, it'll be all right. And then he's telling people, hey, if you want to get tested, you get tested. It's no big deal. Right. And then the World Health Organization saying there aren't any tests. Organization. Yes. Why did they not create test kits? The World Health Organization yes. uh, alerted this current administration in November that this was going to be a problem. And that administration... Wait, November, it didn't even start until Oh, that's December. not true. It's, it's, it's COVID-19. Yeah. That's why it's 19. December 1900, I mean, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yes. So it started in December. It started, no, it started, oh, it started before November. Oh, they're saying December. November. As okay. a matter of fact, COVID has been investigated since the 70s. This is the 19th strain. COVID is, no, COVID is coronavirus, C O V I, and then Look D. Coronavirus, they have been checking it since the 70s. It has been something that they have been watching grow. And this administration was alerted. COVID-19 has been... Not 19. 19 okay. is the year. You're right. So well, this administration literally ignored warnings from the World Health Organization that we need to do something. Trump went on TV telling people it's not a big deal. This will be over by April. It's like the flu. It'll be fine. And in fact, he couldn't have been more wrong. He just couldn't have been. First emerged in December 2019. Cases of COVID-19. Yeah, the World Health Organization has already announced that they contacted the administration before Thanksgiving, which is November, and the administration ignored. Not only that, but this, this um, administration disbanded the yeah. pandemic committee before right. any of this got really bad. Well, um, he did when, when it first came, when he first got into his office. And then, you know, he got, he disbanded it. Oh, right. I'm going to save some money. We, we don't need that. that. It wasn't that much money he saved. Right. I mean, he spends more money flying out to go golf. Spends more money doing his hair and his iron but skin. But here's, here's the other thing. And I'm going to put things in perspective. Japan has 127 million. America has 335 million. Now, the amount of test kits that are available to people in Japan come out to 166 for every million people, which is insultingly low mm -hmm. for a developed country. America has five <laughs> per million people, five test kits per million. And we have a president getting on TV, telling people, you want to get tested, you get tested. Mm -hmm. Everybody can get tested. And you got parents who stand in there and can't say anything, but we don't have enough test kits. We're trying to figure this out. We, there aren't that many. You can't just go get tested. It doesn't work that way. Okay. It was so, from drum drum roll. The no. jumpster. No, no. no what I'm going to what I'm going to say. What I was going to say is, where do we go from here? So, we have all that, and yes, I mean, we could certainly replay about uh, what wasn't done by the administration, right. what should have been done. So where do we go from here and well, what do we do? Well, so I am actually in favor of all of the restrictions that we're going through right now. Is it a pain in the ass? You betcha. It is a royal pain in the ass. But I think it is necessary for squelching this epidemic, this pandemic. I think it is necessary for people to stay away from each other and for people to stay indoors as much as possible. Do we need to congregate? No, we really don't. We can, I mean, yes, as a, as a like a, a 
a race. Humans need each other, but we absolutely must stay away because that is the way it's. it's well, spread. this is Marty. How long do you think it is before people literally, humanly, just start going stir crazy? I watched Castaway last night. <laughs> I did. I was compelled to watch Castaway, and I thought, you know, he had to cut himself again to put the face back on that ball so that he would feel like he was seeing somebody else mm -hmm. because you lose your mind. Do you know when he was in the hospital in Australia, they gave him a ball with a face on it? <laughs> I think it's ironic that in the movie, the, the man that stole his wife was named Spalding. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was his dentist named Spalding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to answer your question, I think it will be the summer. If this is still going on by the summer when it gets hot, Certainly not so much here in San Diego, but you figure where we come from, where we all come from, the East Coast, the East. where it gets 100 degrees, I think that's going to be a problem. I now, think now, at the latest summer. Now, who's this guy? The guy, the, the, the guy that was it, Fauci? Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. Now, Fauci is supposed to be the foremost expert on yeah. National Institutes of Health. And he absolutely contradicted this administration in front of the president. I'm the president, glad. The president gave a speech and he got up there and said, that's not true. And you can't tell people that. And you just can't keep telling people what you wish would be. It's not, that's not the fact. But Fauci, Fauci, is it? Not Fauci. Fauci. Mm -hmm. Fauci said that the problem with this is that it may hibernate through the summer. Oh, he, said, he said, you watch come October, November, it's going to hit worse. He said that, that 100 years that. ago in, in 1918, when they when we lost like 100,000 people to that virus then, he said that went into hibernation over the summer. And then in October, wiped out 100,000 people. Well, the other thing to keep in mind, what he's not saying, is that we've advanced so much oh, yeah. in the last 100 years. So you have even Costco. But he needs, to <laughs> add, so he needs to add that in. So, I mean, there's a lot of doom and gloom, but I think people will like there's some people that weirdly like doom and gloom. Yeah. And, so, and they thrive in it. Yeah, and they thrive in it. So I don't necessarily buy into that. I think that there are good people that are working on things. And I remain optimistic that uh, we're going to come through this. And the other thing oh, is Oh, I'm this. totally optimistic. The other thing is this. In the, history of in the history of mankind, never has there been a time where a virus hasn't spread. We have to develop an immune system. Of course, us as humans, so we will fight this and we will overcome this. But we'll lose, I think we'll lose a lot of well, people wait, in the process. In, in the history of man, uh -huh. there's never been a virus that has completely wiped out man, obviously. Right. Okay, but it's done a lot of damage. That said, Mr. Doctor slash President <laughs> told people he should have been a doctor. He knows more than the doctors. Okay. He's telling people, I'm ignoring this advice and I'm just going to let it run its course. And now it got so out of hand, we're tanking. As a country, financially, we're tanking. As human beings, we're being asked basically to sit in our rooms and we're on timeout. The other thing is, I don't think, I don't think anybody is really addressing, is there are some 100,000 families in this country, and that's a conservative number, who are one paycheck away from homelessness. Mm -hmm. And now there are no paychecks. I mean, literally, there's no money being generated mm -hmm. in America right now. Well, I can't now. wait for my check from the president. Yeah, well, you, you know, uh, Romney was suggesting giving every adult over 18 a thousand dollars 
to get through this. And I thought a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's I got more than a thousand dollars in utility. Yeah, that's not gonna be that's double. nothing. And then Yang, the guy who was running for president, said, Hey, that was my idea. But that's a trillion and a half dollars to give everybody money. And you can't just give people money if there's no earnings in sight. Mm -hmm. No, I think what will have to happen is maybe not giving the money, but what's going to have to happen is that people are going to have to be forgiven for loans. Mm -hmm. I think uh, rent, so I mean, landlords are are just going to have to take a deep breath and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to forgive for 90 days or something like that. I mean, there's going to be a lot of give and take. So I think some of this, we have to just sit back, wait and see what's going to happen. And be kind to one another. I mean, I live in a home. I mean, like I, the I, whole rent, the whole landlords right. get for giving rent, that's kindness. Right. And that's out of the goodness of your heart. Well, you the know? other thing is, if you've got good tenants, that if they were working, the rent would be paid. Right. Something is going to have to be done because, like, I, I live in a complex by the water. It's 100 units. Mm-hmm. Now, I honestly, to the best of my estimation, think at least 70 of those units are going to have trouble making rent Sure. Um, come the first of the month. And that's probably a conservative. I, mm-hmm. I, I think 70% of, of the complex does not have enough money and savings to pay the rent come the first of the month because they're not working. Mm-hmm. And by the way, every single parking spot has a car in it all day long. Nobody is leaving the whole. It's, it's honestly like one of those Twilight Zone episodes where somebody wakes up and they're not sure what's going on and they can't find anybody. Right. The other day I went over the Coronado Bay Bridge. Now, the Coronado Bay Bridge is 2.2 miles long. Sure. I was the only vehicle on it in both directions. Holy at 7.30 God. in the morning when it's normally a parking lot like the George Washington Bridge. Oh, yeah. And I, I was the only car on the entire bridge. And that feeling of aloneness was just amazing. It's and then when eerie I, and scary. Yeah, when, when I got on Coronado Island, again, nobody around. Nobody around. Yeah. I mean, well, well, look, establishments are going to have to recognize that people are not going to be able to pay. So that goes from SDG&E. I mean, that goes to all the properties. Which is our gas and electric here in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, uh, all of that stuff, people are going to have to just realize, you know, listen, we can't pay. Because we're all in the same damn boat. Because $1,000, that's not going to do it. So I wouldn't even do that. I would just say, you know what? This is where governors, and I know we want to just, you know, lay it on the lap of the president. That's fine. But I also, the governors, they need to push down and say, look, hey, power company, all these other places, listen, you need to be forgiving people for the next uh, few months, at least for the next 90 days. Yeah, if you're a governor, govern. Yeah. I mean, this is a situation that needs to be governed. So you can't wait for the president to tell you what to do in each specific state. So this is where you have to lead, be a leader. Be a leader and say, okay, I know at my job, I'm a leader at my job, and there are things that I'm pushing down to my staff, and I'm not waiting. So well, no, is, yeah, here's, here's the other thing. I mean, you know, we don't want to push everything on the president. I know there's been some some soft speakings of the fact that the, the president was in contact, contract negotiations with China, and those weren't going very well. And he kept coming back from China saying, it's going to be fine. We got this under control. And China wasn't budging. And then there's some there's some... I've got friends. I got friends that are lobbyists, and there is some strong murmuring about the fact that possibly this administration decided to stick it to China, and that maybe this is where it came from. That the China wasn't going to negotiate with them, then screw them. We're going to like infect the hell out of the country, not thinking. Just like this administration often does, and doesn't realize the long-term effects. I didn't realize it came home. 
But you know what, though? China now is sharing their resources with people because they don't need all the masks and all of the this yeah. and that's that they have. China is immensely wealthy also. I mean, frankly, China has been immensely wealthy for a lot longer than we've realized. I mean, China has just I mean, even if I, if I could have gotten the, the trademark on those Made in China stickers, I would have been okay. <laughs> but, but but there's some there's some some conspiracy theorists. There's some people scratching their heads saying, okay, he stopped negotiating with them, and then here's that virus. Well, they can only scratch their heads is when they take off the tinfoil hat. Iraq years ago, 
And I remember the, some of the things that people were saying to me about how horrible it was and everything. And I reminded folks that the war in Iraq back then that started in 03 and effectively ended uh, in 08, 09, effectively ended. You know, we lost, you know, and uh, maybe 2,500 people all total, which was terrible. I mean, every loss of life. But I'll tell you what, on a single day, in Iwo Jima, the Battle of Iwo Jima, we lost that many one day. Really? Yes, in a, in a single battle. I mean, think about if we go back to our forefathers in World War II, the resiliency that those uh, men had and the women that were working back here in the factories and producing everything, how we galvanized as a country and how we, were, how we had to go to France, land in France, and push the Germans out of France, all the way through Europe, back into Germany. That's how resilient we were. And so when I, whenever so that I was, was when the, that was when the Germans were planning on literally taking bombing France. Yes. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you something interesting. I think you know this story. Is you know back then they didn't have GPS, they didn't have the right. Google Maps or anything like that. They literally had a piece of paper, and you know they fly to this point at that point. They right. look out the plane, and when they look out the plane, they see France, and that's when they drop the bombs. Right. Now most people don't know that France built a replica of northern France like 100 miles from where France is. So when the Germans were flying over, they saw the replica and began bombing the replica and not France. Oh, that's genius. That's a true story. They built a replica of France so that from the sky, it looked like, if we dropped the bombs, boys, and they began bombing these, like, basically these facades from Hollywood. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's resilient. We're so far from what those people were. Yeah, those people are nails. I mean, they are the toughest generation. Just not yeah. We're like that's the toughest. Toughest. That's when you look at someone like Clint Eastwood, he's 95 years old, still making movies, he's still skiing. He still looks like he could do it like a sequel to 30 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so maybe we'll step away for a moment, and then we'll come back and I'm going to find out who likes to dance. Who likes to dance? Me, 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 me. All right, we're going to talk about that with the Truth is Alien. What does the Truth is Alien, Alien have to do with dancing? You are going to find out next. SoCal Hemp Co. There's a good reason why CBD oils are all the healing rage. CBD oils relieve pain and soreness in joints, lower back, and soft tissues naturally. SoCal Hemco provides ultimate quality CBD oils for all your pain relief needs. Natural solutions for pain relief are the intelligent, logical solution for a better quality of life. Opioids have been exposed as a life-threatening form of pain management. CBD oils have been proven to ease and relieve pain, stiffness, soreness, and aches all over your body with a completely natural approach that has been proven to work and work well. Go to SoCalHempCo and put it in the promo code JV to the pros and receive 10% off all orders of $25 or more. Remember, use the promo code JV to the pros and get your CBD oils for relief of pain and injuries from arthritis, age, or anything else that may be causing you discomfort. CBD oils at SoCalHempCo is your path to becoming pain-free. I'm Jack Vecchio, and we are back with some interesting stuff. What do you got for me, Corey? What do you got? As always, the truth is alien. 
So my question is, do you like to dance? I love to dance. Love to dance. It's my favorite, favorite pastime. Second favorite. <laughs> and you know what? You should have been in Strasbourg, France in 1518 because that was the so-called dancing play. In the summer of 1518, there was a woman by the name of Frau Trophia. Am I saying that right? Frau Trophia, I think. Frau Trophia? Well, let's just call her Frau. Trophia or Trophia? Uh, that's a good question. Lady Frau. Lady Frau. Lady Frau. Lady Frau. A woman just stepped into the street and just started dancing. She started twirling around. A woman after my own heart. Absolutely. So the dancing, shaking around. There was no music playing, but she was just dancing. Oh, you left. There was no music playing. I, I assume there was music playing somewhere. No music playing. <laughs> that would be me. She just began dancing. And she kept this up for almost a week, non-stop dancing. Did she just wet herself and she didn't eat and this is didn't medieval. sleep? It is a medieval age, so they didn't really care about it. Uh, yeah. So she kept it up, and then you know what? Everybody else started dancing. Some 400 people in that town all started dancing. Now, she danced around the clock for a week. Around the clock, and it wasn't just her. Everybody started dancing. But how long did it take for them to catch on? That, you know, they should been dancing with three days. Should we join her? <laughs> they, just all started, they just all started dancing, and then you had people collapse from exhaustion. Oh, I'm sure. Some people had strokes and heart attacks. Jeez. And that was the very beginning of American bandstand. It's yeah. a band. <laughs> it was France. It was France band. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, hysteria and things like that. And I thought this would be interesting to bring up because no one knows why people started dancing. Well, she didn't take a pee break. It was hysteria. Yeah. And so <laughs> now, of course, you know, during that time period, you had a lot of famine, and you had, uh, you know, another strand of the Black Plague going on, all sorts of things going on in medieval ages, and people just, they just started dancing. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just hear music in your heart and in your soul, and you move. That's but what you, I do. Some songs just move. But, you, yeah. but there was no music, and they just danced until they died. Wow. All and 400 of them died? Everybody just died. Not, a, not all of them. And then what they did was they all went up to this mountain. No one knows what they did. And then they came back and they were finished. Really? Yeah. Huh. And nothing in that mountain rhymed with Lorgy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, you know, there weren't any showers in that mountain. Uh, so we had all the, people dancing right there. <laughs> we had all the people dancing. Now, some people said that, you know, Maybe they ingested this uh, sort of this toxic mold that causes spasms and hallucinations. Like but then that's been, yeah, but that's been refuted. So, oh wait, wait, how, how could you refute it? Historians have said no, that wasn't the case. It wouldn't keep you dancing. And then other historians have said that you know what, the way that they were dancing, that not even a marathon runner could hold up. Now wait a second. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they did not go pee pee. I think that was the pee pee dance. Nobody's doing anything. They're just gonna dance now. But can you imagine what that must have looked like? I mean, people are just dancing. There's no music, and you just you wake up and you see them dance. And you go, you to, go to work or whatever it is that you're doing. Still dancing. You go to bed. It's 
like zombies. A good friend of mine, Roger Dyer, had uh, nine Guinness World Records. One of them was for doing the twist. And he did the twist, no help from drugs or anything, 127 hours. He did the twist for 127 hours. So it was like four or five days he did the twist until he collapsed. Did he die? No, I I actually met him after he broke up. He actually, at one point, had the world's record for the most world records. (laughs) But I mean, he did he did treading water. He did all these odd things. And there's a guy in Queens, New York, who does those kind of things. Now, you could possibly dance. The human body is an amazing thing. Yeah. You'd have to be pretty low rested to start off. You can't pull an all-nighter and then go dance for a week. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're going to need to be really. But I'm wondering if there were some drugs involved because there were no drug testing. So you figure a week is 168 hours. So 168 hours you're dancing. A week is 168 hours? Yes. Why did I think it was less than that? Is it 24 times 7? No, we'd be correct. I'm not doubting 168 hours. So they danced for 168 hours. Yeah. And there was no tag team dancing where somebody else comes in and, you know. And there's documentation of all of this going on. So it's not like this was one of those rumors and things mm, that were passed down. No, it was documented. And you don't think they were high. Even if they were high, it would wear off. 168 hours. Yeah, it would wear off. People on PCP go days and days. Well, PCP wasn't. Days. Days. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could go days and days, but you're not in constant motion. Yeah, you know what? I used to go dancing. I used to go dancing several years ago before Corey and I met. I would go up to uh, Harris up in Valley Center, or oh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. And I used to go dancing up there. And I would go. There was a great band that used to play. I don't know if they still do, but anyways, they would start at like nine o'clock, and they would finish at one thirty in the morning. So I would go there, and I would start dancing. There was this guy I used to meet up there. We would dance literally nonstop, and from nine until one thirty, we would take an occasional restroom break. We would take an occasional sip on a drink or something. He would bring a change of shirt because we danced solid. And, and how I, many hours did you go? Four and a half. Well, it's a lot, but my God, it wasn't 168. Well, and at the end of the four hours, I was like, oh, that was a good time. But, oh, <laughs> but yeah, like, if your body's in motion for four hours, right. no matter what you're doing, yes. and I'm not going to go into any details of possibilities, but whatever you're doing for four hours, you're going to be soaked. Yes. Even if you're swimming, you're going to be sweating. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we would get really hot and sweaty, and then at the end of the night, it was like, that was a great time. Wow, we feel so good. And but then we were exhausted. Like he would go his way, I would go my way, and both was like, "See you next week." So to put a bow on this, was it? What did the two of you think it was? Was the town cursed? No. Was it some sort of evil? A virus that was cast down. What What do you think it was? I got I got to figure something. You know, just kind of altered their chemistry somehow. Because naturally, nobody's going to dance for two, three, four, five, six, seven days. Literally, something in the water, maybe. You know, I mean, there's got to be something more to this. And we both know there's hallucinogenics in plants. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, somebody could have turned around and made a salad, not realizing what the ingredients were, and and then gone, you know, wackadoodle. But um, I know that I've been around people that have done shrooms. And they're dancing like it's the 60s and they're listening to Jefferson Starship. Sure. <laughs> you, know, you know, they got great slick in their head and they're just going to dance the night away. But they're exhausted come Tuesday. 
Yes, and not for a week in the summertime. Not for a week in the summertime. Yes. And you got to, they must have had water. When you're already starving. Now, you got to also wonder if there was something in the water. They had to. Well, that's what I have said. You know? their, their fluids, right? And, and for it to have hit, like, was the entire, was it the entire village? Or it wasn't it? a village. It was just a select people. It was around 400 people that were dancing. In a village. village. Yes, in a village. Are you kidding? Yeah, in a town. That's like so, the doors opening at Costco. Yeah. But I can tell you, imagine that. And they're just on the streets, all moving. Dancing. How and so there were still other been. people in the village who didn't, that were... who didn't get involved. Wow. It wasn't the entire town. How many people in the town? The with those people. It was the woman who started it first. So it was the woman who came out in the street first and was dancing for days. And then after a few days, then people started joining. Hmm. That's so how she wasn't offering jello shots or anything. No, she wasn't offering <laughs> any jello shots. She just started I mean, you got to wonder, there has to have been a common denominator. Right. Teams aren't going to be able to do anything for a week. I mean, I, I, as much as I like cartoons, I can't watch it for a week. <laughs> well, see, that's why this is the truth is alien, because we don't know what really went on. What do you think, Corey? Come on. Come on. What do you think? Give it to me, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my Barry. <laughs> yeah, I can't do because no one has a voice like Barry White, damn it. Oh, Here's yeah, what I no. think. Here's what I think. I think it was a stress induced. I think uh, part of it was stress induced because of the famine and everything else that was going on. Medieval ages were tough, you know. So people were, there was just so much war and strife to begin with. You're saying it was tougher then than now? Yes. So I think, <laughs> I think it was that. So you had famine go on. So I think. There was that. And then I do think mass hysteria. People just said, let me start doing it and let me do it. And then I think it just took on a life of its own. So you think maybe a chemical imbalance in the brain? Yeah. More so than the body. Yeah. Because the brain, I mean, yeah, you can mind the matter. You can yeah. do amazing things. You know, it's almost like if you go to a mall, and this is really kind of dumbing it down a little bit, but it's almost like you go to a mall and you look up and you point. When you experiment, yeah. then other people will do that. That's kind of how I see this. I know I'm making it really simple. Well, that's actually a pretty good. That's a pretty good. Yeah. That's kind of how I see this to the extreme. But but that's actually a, that's actually like like you remember the old Superman TV show? Sure. People go look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. And everybody would gather in the street and look mm -hmm. up. Nobody was thinking there were cabs coming. He <laughs> <laughs> was standing in the street looking up saying that's <laughs> like nobody got hit by a car. <laughs> so you know what, just using your analogy, uh once we were driving and my dad was with me actually and we saw this bus stop on the side of the road and all the kids were pointing down on the ground and everybody that drove by slowed down and looked and my father and the kids were cracking up. And my father noted, he was like, those kids are doing a social experiment. They're seeing, they're doing this. They're directing people's attention to look. And there's nothing there. They were just seeing who would follow. Right. No, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, similar social experiment that we've done. Um, High-rise building in York. And what happened was they loaded it up with about a dozen people. The elevator holds about 15 to 20 people, a big elevator. And they had everybody facing the back wall. So that when people got in the elevator, they would the turn around. Door, they would assume the door must be opening from that <laughs> and they faced the wrong way. That's hilarious. And the door repeatedly opened behind them. Oh my and, goodness! And so everyone faced the wrong way 
to see if people getting on would automatically the cattle mentality, and they absolutely followed them off the cliff. Wow! They faced the back of the elevator repeatedly with hidden cameras. They said that people will naturally do that. It's like when ducks follow the mother duck, kids follow the parents. People follow each other because there's there's an inherent trust with each other. If I start dancing right now, I know you're going to dance with me. Oh, hell, I'll start dancing. Robin will dance. Robin will dance. But Corey will slow dance with me. We've slow danced. <laughs> well, I keep telling Corey, we need to dance now. I dance in the kitchen. I dance in the living room. I'll dance in the freaking grocery store if I hear a song I like. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Can you, get her, can you get her to dance for 400 hours? <laughs> you know, if there is such a thing, if there is such a thing as reincarnation, maybe Lady Fra is Robin. Because she probably was dancing for four and a half hours. Or Lady Fra is like, whip. Well, I did it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Did she just let he die after the week? No. She, she didn't. didn't. She, she didn't. She didn't. She wasn't one of the ones. Oh, I thought she danced until she died. No. Wow. I thought that was the story. She danced until no, she died. She didn't. Oh, my goodness. So she just danced and then lived through it. Other people had strokes and heart attacks. Yeah, that's the problem with doing it at a nursing home. Can't stop you, <laughs> you do it at a nursing home, people are going to die. <laughs> All right. All right, so, yeah. So there, so there you have it. The dancing plague of 1518. Was it supernatural or was it just the early rendition of dance fever? Who knows? You have to decide for yourself. Okay, so I've been doing a little research on barnone1.com, barnone1.com. Well, I mean, this company handles supplying bartenders for weddings, corporate events, birthday and anniversary parties, reunions, sporting events, convention meetings, venue parties, any, any reason you might have for a group to get together or a professional setting requiring somebody to serve drinks or tend bar professionally. Bar None does an ideal job of providing the service for any group in need of having the alcohol regulated and it is served with class and the dignity that Bar None provides for all clients. Call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and have a talk with the folks at Bar None about having them provide your party or get-together with bartenders. They even provide servers for your event. So call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and tell them JV to the pros sent you. To the pros, I'm Jack Vecchio, and we just got done with a great segment on Tooth is Alien. Thank you very much, Corey. That was compelling. I like that a lot. Ooh, I'm yeah. tired from dancing myself. <laughs> Ooh, dancing around the end. Oh, dancing around the end. I'm out of breath. Now we're gonna we're gonna hit a, a little bit of sports. Now I want to I want to ask you um, just because there's some petitions circulating through the NCAA and that kind of thing. And uh, my wife's niece uh, Nicole has just. Congratulations, Nicole. Broken the um, school record for um, college female college student hitting home runs in a season. It's awesome, Jack. And What's she, the school? She, um, she's in New Jersey, and I can't remember the name of the school right now. All right. She's out in Jersey, but she hit 35 home runs. The previous record was 29, and she had several games left. She had a few games left, and they're petitioning for them to come back when this whole virus thing is out of the way so that they can complete the season. I'm saying... I'm saying no. That you know, you take you take your lumps as they come. This is the way the cards fall. And the next set of kids that are going to be seniors, they get to play. And and if they get a full season, good for them. But unfortunately, 
you know, this is the way it felt. You should be glad you got the record in a, in a you know, in less less games. I agree. Uh, Nicole was a monster. And her last home run was a grand slam. Nice. She played a grand slam. Talk about ending it on a note. But they're sitting there saying that they think these kids should be allowed to finish their season when this thing clears up. And I'm like, there are kids all across the country with stolen base records and strikeout records and all sorts of records in baseball and sports and touchdowns. And they're not going to be able they're to finish the And that's yeah. just the way it goes. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know people are signing, and they've got, I think, 10,000 signatures now. It's like crazy. But I think that that's just, unfortunately – the way it happens. It's just like in the 94 season when there was a lockout from the owners with baseball. Mm-hmm. There were guys that were set in numbers and they weren't allowed to do it because there was a lockout. Yeah. And that lockout went on for 200 days and the next year they just started a new season. Sure. And so, it starts from scratch. Sure. And it's like the NBA. The NBA is going to go from where it ended right to the playoffs. And there's talk that it's going to be an abbreviated format. So the first round would be best of three and then it'll go best of five. And then it'll be best. And then best to seven. If yeah. it ever finishes. Well, the NBA, the NBA playoffs going on for like six weeks. Yeah, they're going. But, to, but they're if they do best to three, best to five, best to seven, that will absolutely shorten. But I'm saying like it'll be summertime when they're doing it. Well, they, they get done in June. Yeah, they don't care. They, that doesn't matter. I'm not yeah. saying it'll start in the summertime. They'll get done in the fall. But oh, whatever. You think they'll play through the summer? I think it'll be pushed back that far. That's oh, what I'm wow. saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think there's back. a chance. Um, they could play through the summer? Yeah, because I think the earliest that they're going to pick it back up will be Memorial Day. So yeah, I thought it was Mother's Day, but okay. But that's if, still next. If they go right into the playoffs, yeah, they're going to go right into Lakers, the playoffs. Lakers will have rest, and they'll, yeah. be looking, they'll be looking pretty sharp. Knicks won't have anything to worry about. There's <laughs> something I want to talk about. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, my Go. boy Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, we're getting years. We're, we're, getting, we're going there. We're, we're going, going there. Don't worry. We're going there. I'm a happy person, Brady. I'm a very happy person that he is out of the AFC. So. Okay, so we're there. So let's, let's, just, let's just jump there. Let's just go there. But I am very happy to see him away from my Jets. I'm happy to see him out of the AFC East. I'm happy to have the number one quarterback in the AFC East. I am so relieved we're finally going to get our due. And this means we walk right into the playoffs with a first round bye. What do you think, Corey? I think the Jets still have terrible leadership, so uh, I don't see it. And with Darnold, I mean, is he still seeing ghosts? Who knows? Oh, so uh, I don't know about I don't know about all that. But I will say this: after 20 years, it was time you're going to see the Patriots take a step back finally. And I, you know what? Congratulations to your Patriots. That was. We'll never see it again. Yeah, you won't see it. We'll never see it again. So, the domination, we'll never see it again. For the record, I'm repping tonight. I'm wearing my Patriots shirt. She's got her Patriots shirt on. She's got the real Revis on the back. And so I think yeah. the <laughs> So you know what happened? The Jets, I believe, the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Silly. So to tell you, to tell you the, uh, the impact of Brady, so right now, the Vegas line, Tampa Bay has leapfrogged the Patriots as far as uh, Super Bowl odds. Wow. Really? Yeah, well, that was the year he was starting. They're 18-1. They're 18-1 wow. now. And the Patriots are 20-1. Wow. Well, I, yeah, the Patriots definitely are going to have a, a down year. Oh, sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, And I think with, with the Jets defense, we're not going to have a down year. I think that I think we're going to have our stuff together. And I don't think we're threatened by Miami. I think we're threatened by Buffalo. Anyway. Yeah, you'll be threatened by Buffalo. But now, now division, Brady, but, 
sure he was going to Carolina. When I walked in here tonight, and you mm. guys corrected me, I thought he was in Carolina. So he signed the deal. Tampa Bay, wow. $30 million a season. That's amazing because now here's the problem. Now Tampa Bay's quarterback was? Jameis Winston. Who led the league in quarterback rating and passing yards last season. And they have moved him out of the way, just like uh, Derek Carr with the Raiders. Derek Carr was pushed aside as uh, Mariota has come in. Yeah, Marcus from, Mariota. He's come in. He's, he's the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, which is going to be tough to get used to saying. Mm-hmm. But um, but he will be the very first quarterback. And Derek Carr will be set aside and be carrying a clipboard. So now how do you feel about that? I think, think they've upgraded. No, no, I don't think they've upgraded. I think that the Patriots could make a move for Carr. So don't be surprised if you do that. How ironic would that be? Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are the Raiders wanted Brady. Yeah. And they were the ones that matched the $30 million. Yes. And then the Bucks end up with Brady. And then Carr from, goes from the Raiders to the Patriots. Yeah. That would be a perfect triangle. <laughs> it would have been, it, it been. I think he went to Tampa Bay because Tampa has some Patriot ties. The GM there, uh, Jason Lockey, Latchy, worked for the Pats. So, I think you know. So there's a really so there's a familiarity there. Who's the who's the Bruce? And Bruce Arians. Arians. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Arians is a quarterback. Yeah, he likes know. Bruce Arians a yeah. lot. So I think Bruce Arians was was the incentive there. I don't think it was really anybody else. And they've got a pretty solid team. I mean, if if Jameis Winston could do what he did with that team. Imagine what Brady could do. do you if he has eighty percent of his skill. Okay, you keep saying Jameis Winston. Do you understand what he did? Thirty yeah. touchdowns and, and, and thirty interceptions. Yes, yeah. he's a 30 okay. member. I mean, <laughs> but but he led in quarterback. He led. He led in. Uh, oh, that was Tannehill. Yeah, yeah that was going Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, totally mixed. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally I got these. I got these. These Florida guys will mix it up. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, Pats are going to be a down year. So it'll be interesting for me as a Pats fan that I can watch them. And there's no pressure about the Super Bowl. I'm just going to enjoy it. I have no expectations for the first time since 2000. I can actually watch them. Or now I won't say 2000. That's that's not true. I'm going to say the first time since 02 that I can watch the Pats and say, you know what? No expectations now. Now, who won Who won the AFC East in 02? 02, that was Miami. That was the New York Jets. I thought that was Miami. Miami won in 09. Okay. Yeah, 02 was the Jets. It's the last time we won it. Believe me, I know that one. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time we won that. It's ingrained in his memory. That <laughs> <laughs> went 9 and 7 that year. I, I, I remember they had a little yeah. bit of a down year. Right. And then you got down to the last game of the year and you needed to win it and lost it. Yeah. And yeah, and the Jets end up winning there. And they and the Jets beat um uh Green Bay like thirty five to seven that <laughs> killed Green Bay with Brett Barr. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm in a very good mood. Brady's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, right twenty years for it, but there you go. You know what? And I've got to I got to witness I as much as I hate to say it, a domination. Like, no, that's what I, like anybody who roots for a team in sports could only ever hope to see. It was almost like a lock week in and week out. And they didn't even just win, they covered the spread. They were dominant in every area. It was just, I mean, unbelievable. I'm oh, so yeah. glad he's gone. People are going to look back and miss it. Just like, I'll tell you, as a Pats fan, I really miss the, uh, the rivalry with Manning. The Brady Manning. Oh, Brady Manning. I look forward to it every year. Which Manning? 
every year. Eli retired, right? What, Peyton Peyton? Oh, yeah, 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 I know that. And, oh, Peyton, I knew Peyton. Peyton retired at the Super Bowl. But I, but I really miss that. Uh, I mean, Eli, I could care less about. But, I mean, the the games with Peyton Manning were special. Every yeah. game yeah. with those two. I just watched the roast night before last that Peyton Manning was there. Peyton Manning's actually a very funny guy. Yes. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a very funny. If you ever saw him on Saturday Night Live, he did. He was able to host, and he's very oh, yeah. And he jokes on himself all the time. And one of the and got up there, and you know how they get up there, and it's one of those the guy. They talk about everybody else that's on stage. And this guy got up there and said, Peyton Manning's here. Fresh off his Super Bowl win. And Peyton Manning, I have to say, is one of the three best quarterbacks in his family. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was the Patriots fans that are not very honest. We were terrified of Manning. He would leave us sleep. We'd have a lot of sleepless nights when we had to play him. Yeah. I mean, he was one tough quarterback. And those games with New England, I mean, some of the greatest games that you'll ever see, the two quarterbacks just going at each other. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Montana in L.A. in that Monday night game when, when Montana was with the Chiefs. Yes. It was the Chiefs and Broncos. And it was touchdown after touchdown after touchdown right up until 19 seconds left in the game. And then another touchdown got scored. <laughs> Except the beauty of those two players, and this is what I, where I commend the lead, is that they pulled him. They made sure that they played every year. Mm-hmm. And that I really appreciate. Yeah. And that was wonderful about that era of yes. those. Because ever since 83, which was the quarterback draft, right. ever since then, we had plenty of quarterback competition. I mean, you had, um, you had uh, what's his name, with, uh, with uh, George. Um, with the, he had a great arm, but he could never seem to pose oh, Jeff, George, Jeff yeah. George. Yeah, and, and I mean, he had a great arm. He threw the ball 80 yards, but he couldn't seem to win on the consignment. I know. See, the, and the, one of the other things, too, when you had the Colts and the Patriots play, it was always to see who would get the number one seed. Right. So those games really mattered. Right. Right. And yeah. even if it was one and two, right. they didn't care because the number yeah. one seed meant you played the bottom seed. Yeah. It was wonderful. You played the six. And it was fantastic. It was really, it was really yeah. special. It was, it was, that was classic TV. That was, yeah. that was one, it, you know, you just didn't want to sit there and, and, and let it end. You wanted it to go to overtime. You wanted more and more and mm. more of it. And I loved it. I loved it. And the 70s didn't have that. Because Rancho was pretty much dominant, and um, uh, what's his name? The quarterback for the Cowboys, the clean cut guy, the guy that I always said was one of the best quarterbacks. Aikman? No, 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 from the 70s. Oh, Starbuck. Starbuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah Starbuck. Yeah. And and I sit there and I look at the quarterbacks like that, and Unitas, you know, and these guys, Unitas was at the end of his career and, yeah. you know, when, when he faced the, the Jets. But, you know, you, we didn't have that. No. But Peyton against, against Tom. And yes. there was a couple other quarterbacks sprinkled in there, but it was fantastic. Yeah. That was good. That was good sports. Yeah, it was good yeah. sports. If you want to see when I say the rivalry started, was uh, 2003, Patriots versus the Colts and the Colts at the Colts, 38-34. Mm. Great game. New England rushes out to a lead, and then Peyton Manning comes back. He storms back. They take the lead back and forth. I love games like that. And then it gets to the point where they stop Edron James at the one-yard one line, yard line yeah. to win that game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 2003. And see, and then those two teams, they met in the AFC Championship game, and that game, it was in New England, which made all the difference in the world, and New England was able to win that 24-14. 
Yeah. So that game meant everything. And you, and at that point, Peyton had been in the league about five years. No, was no, no, first. no, no, no. He was only in the league um, 2003. He was in the league five years. I mean, was 98. Yeah, he came in 98, but his first year was 99. Okay, so I said about okay. five years. Okay, so four years. And he'd go all Trump on you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but I mean, he just had gotten all the bugs out of his system. He oh, yeah, really, he was fast. The game, the game was really slowed down for him. It was, he was able to do what he wanted to do with his skills, and he's a magnificent. Oh, yeah, I mean, those two, I mean, what I love watching that game is just to see the two of them young and mm. just going at each other. And then you get to see a young Belichick and a very young Tony Dungy. And I say, if you haven't watched that, because, I mean, there's no sports on right now, get on YouTube, watch that game. Well, if you want to see a young Belichick, you look at him when he was at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> But nobody cares about that. We'll have to watch that. You'll have to pull oh, it up on the Cleveland Browns. see what he looked like on the Cleveland Browns. He looked like a little baby. Oh, oh yeah. He looked so cute with that. He's very <laughs> Belichick's a good-looking guy. He, he, he was a good-looking man. Yeah, you look, yeah. At the, you look at that back then. And we'll have to watch it. You get to see Tom, young Brady with all his hair, Peyton with his hair. And, I mean, those two quarterbacks, young, just going at each other. And even the announcers after the game said, we have just witnessed witnessed something special. Yeah. Yeah. They knew. It was, was, and it was special for years. Yeah. And it was even special when he went to Denver. Yes, it was. It remained special right at the end of his career. And then he had broken the record. And then Brady breaks his record after he retires. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is this is Ali Frazier. Yeah, Ali Frazier, Red Sox, uh, Yankees, Lakers, Celtics. Yankee second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah. So, we should we need to wrap this up. But I wanted to just say one thing, an update on my son, Damien, who was a guest on our show yes. a couple months ago. He was He wants to be a dentist when he gets older. And he was accepted at the University of the Pacific up in Stockton, and he got a $16,000 a year scholarship. Now, this place is his number one place. Well, UCLA is number one, but he hasn't heard back from UCLA yet. But this is his number one place after UCLA for dentistry. He can go into the dentistry program, and in three years, he can finish that and then go right on to the dental program. Now, I knew he wanted to be a dentist, and I knew UCLA was his first choice, but I thought Crest was his second choice. Yeah. <laughs> Funny guy. So there you have it. Yeah. His teeth worked on, you know who to go to. Yeah. Come All right. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap we it thank up. you very much for listening to KB and Pros this week, and we wish that everybody stays safe and basically stay away from each other. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, washing your hands plenty. Everybody with hand sanitizer, let's just, you know, we've got to just live in a sterile environment for a while. We are JV to the Pros, and you can reach us at JV to the Pros at gmail.com or on Facebook at JV to the Pros or on Instagram at JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Beckett with my partner, Corey Ramsey. You betcha. Next week, we're going to be taking calls, so reach out to us. Yes. All right, so... With Robin with a Y in the nest. Oh, producer extraordinaire. Oh, extraordinaire. <laughs> and Paco, the invisible man. <laughs> the last man standing, yeah. sitting on that chair that's making all that noise. <laughs> Paco, we'll have you back next week. If you're there, he might have gone to sleep. No, I'm still here, guys. All right, everybody. It's been great. We'll see you next week.